Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mint Door Podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Schwint, and my partner, Dr. Karen Tyndall, is unable to be with us today. So I am going to do my best to bring to you our next guest, Amanda Hill. Now, Amanda has had an exciting career in dental hygiene and is highly respected in the field. She has an immense amount of personal and professional experience and a passion for learning and sharing her knowledge with others. Her work as a clinical education manager and industry educator has most certainly positively impacted many dental professionals. She is also an award-winning author and a member of the RDH Magazine Advisory Board, demonstrating her expertise and commitment to the profession. Overall, Amanda is dedicated and passionate as a dental hygienist and devoted to making dentistry topics accurate, accessible, and fun. So let's welcome Amanda Hill. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Mint Door Podcast. I am so excited to bring you today a speaker consultant, an award-winning author, industry educator, and key opinion leader a lifelong learner, and a dedicated kindness spreader. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda Hill. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be fun. And, you know, you all may notice that we are missing a little bit of the mid-door. Um, Dr. Karen is uh, kind of detained with an appointment that went a little longer than she anticipated. So she's not here, but she is here in spirit. She was super excited for this conversation. So we will make sure and uh, catch her up to speed when we get back together. But thank you so much for being here. We have been wanting to have you on the podcast for months months and months and months and months and you are just such a whirlwind you are busy helping people all the time and so thank you for taking time out of your schedule to to visit with us today i'm so glad we could find time i know when i looked at your schedule and my schedule it was like shoo mm-hmm. so yeah so we found a day yes so so we're going to start before we get into who you are what you do and all the great wisdom that you're going to share with us today we're going to start with our mint door rapid fire questions just to warm us up and um get to know you a little better all right ready okay so first of all hair dry or air dry hair dry Mm -hmm. unless i'm unless i'm running late and then i'll air dry and then it's curly so i can go either way actually okay Awesome. Uh, uh, versatility. I love it. Um, heels or tennies? Ooh, ah, man, it's a tough one because it depends what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, what do you prefer? Tennies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yoga pants or jeans? Yoga pants. Oh, uh, especially after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And especially if they have cool patterns on them and make them extra fun. Ooh, or, and, and the pockets on the side. The pockets. Yes. Bingo. All right. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Mm, Okay. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. I kind of knew that about you. Breakfast or no breakfast? No breakfast. Mm, Okay. Eat in or eat out? Eat in. Movies or Netflix? Netflix. Yeah. Book or Kindle? Book. Yes. Cat or dog? Dog. Okay. Burger or salad? Mm, depends on the mood and the waistline and how close to the holidays we are. I want to say salad, but probably deep down the answer is really burger. 
<laughs> awesome. I love it. I love how you dig re- deep down for the real <laughs> answer. All right. And finally, Saturday or Sunday? Oh, Saturday. Mm. The dog goes to daycare on Saturdays. <laughs> we get to do what we want to do. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Excellent. Saturday's a good day. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, there's so much to dig into here, but let's get started with one of your big tenants is curiosity. And I'm just, I'm curious <laughs> why you believe that that's essential for a person's career and life fulfillment. So it's funny, this concept of curiosity came when I was asked to give a commencement speech for a dental hygiene school. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be fun. I used to have a podcast called Your Dental Top Five. And so I was like, oh, I should give like the top five adjectives or traits of a dental hygienist, you know, to be successful. Sat down and I was like, okay, what should they be? You know, all these things. But every time, like I came up with a new word as I was brainstorming, they all came back to curiosity. Hmm. And I, I came up with this whole thought pattern about if we remain curious about first ourselves, because if we understand ourselves first, which we know is key, like if you don't know yourself, you don't have a foundation in who you are, what drives you, not what people tell you drives you, not what people tell you you should do, but really understanding you and, and your strengths mm-hmm. and, and having that foundation first to be curious enough about yourself and and also curious enough to to hear the whispers that that your brain and that your body give you. So maybe that's like I was telling some hygienists today, I was lecturing about ergonomics and I was telling them how when my back is about to like go out or get really twingy, my second toe on my right foot goes numb. And that's my body whispering to me like, hey, Amanda, simmer down. So being curious about your body, but being curious to understand what drives you, what excites you. So we got to be curious about that. And then we need to be curious about our profession. So whether whatever that is, but this in this case was dental hygiene, right? Mm-hmm. Pushing our profession forward, always striving to know more. Mm-hmm. And then being curious about education always learning, you know, always understanding what's the newest technology, what's the newest thing, you know, that kind of thing. And then being curious about our patients, Oh, not assuming things about our patients. Oh, that patient can't afford that. Oh, that patient wouldn't want that. Oh, that patient's being a jerk. What, what's really going on here? What is this patient really saying to me? How can I better communicate to this patient, like, how can I understand maybe their personalities or their strengths or their why so that when, when I'm creating a treatment plan for them, or when I'm, I'm diving into a home care recommendation, I can meet them where they are, but I need to be curious enough to want to do, do that. Or I can just keep giving the same brush and floss lecture, which isn't going to get us anywhere. Mm. And then lastly, curious about our coworkers or our team mm. and understanding that, that it's important to know how to have a difficult conversation not run off and gossip to, you know, Susie at the front desk mm-hmm. that we need to like be, be curious enough to want to understand our, our, our coworkers and understand what they're about, what's going on in their life and how we can better work together and support one another. And so that was kind of how I formulated that whole thing. And, and it really just brought this huge fascination now with curiosity and how much when we live in a state of curiosity, we're, we're always kind of going, hmm, I wonder why, or what's that about, or how can I know more about that? We actually like form all these amazing synapses in our brain that lead us to curiosity more often. And so it's way less judgment, way less assumption, and way more just wondering. Mm. And, and it's just a better place to be. 
I love that, that it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the more it grows. It works. Yeah. And it is more fun to be in a place of curiosity than a place of judgment. Right. We get there. We all get there. I mean, it's, you know, I love it, but I still get there. Oh my gosh. Where I'm like, ah, well, that's why they're doing that. (laughs) But when you like, then go, no, that's stop. Is that really the truth? Typically it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. If we just take the time to get curious and to ask some questions um, and to just stop assuming. You know, and how wonderful it feels to be on the other end of somebody being curious about you. Yeah. Like it, it, they feel it, so present and, and sort of like you matter. Yes. How huge is that to feel? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know, it, it's, it's such a simple concept, but yet could change the world. Really? It could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everywhere from just like the checkout person at the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's so it, it's really just everywhere. Like, where are people coming from and, and what else could be going on here? What's, you know, I make up a story in my head, but that might not be what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so often those stories are so not right. <laughs> are they ever right? I don't even know. Yeah, I, yeah, I wonder. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So this, here's just, I'm going to throw a little something at you. I'm curious, what did you think, what is one thing you thought was true early in your career that because of curiosity you have found is completely different? Oh, so I, okay. I'm going to admit something to you. So I picked dental hygiene because I thought it was easy. (laughs) And I kind of thought like I would learn what I need to learn in school and then I wouldn't have to learn anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I learned that that was not the case. Not only is it not easy, um, but I also learned to fall in love with hard. Mm-hmm. And I learned to fall in love with learning mm-hmm. um, and how stimulating and exciting that could be. And I think, I think probably where that came from is, you know, coming out of high school often, you know, we're just sort of fed this stuff that you don't care about. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, I do not want to keep learning about the civil war. I I've got enough in my brain. Like, uh, it does not excite me. My mm-hmm. husband otherwise is a history major, so he can keep talking about it, but whatever. But, and so finally, you know, I, so really early on in my career, I thought, I thought that it was going to be easy. I thought every patient was going to be the same I had no idea how, how complex, not only dentistry, you know, how each mouth, how, how it was all going to be different, but, but how the personalities were going to be different and how, and, and really what an, what an impact that we can make when you can be present with your patients. Um, and so, yeah, it was really the, in fact, my first couple months of hygiene, I actually didn't like it. Um, I hated it. I was, I went back for my master's right away. Um, I was like, this is not for me, but it was because I didn't feel like I knew, I didn't feel like I knew everything. And I was worried because I thought in order to be good at something, you need to know everything. That, that right there. I mean, don't, I, I can, I so resonate with that. Like that hit a heart chord. Yeah. You have to know everything before you even start. Absolutely. Because you start something if you don't know everything. Right. 
And and that is another one of your tenants that I'd love you to expand on more. Like, what is that? What is that thing that gets you out, gets you unstuck when you are not wanting to do something because you don't know all the things? What is it for you? What kind of wisdom can you give to us that are stuck? Well, I think the biggest, the biggest super squirrel secret, like the biggest door to unlock, the biggest mint door to open. Love it. No one knows all the things. Uh, Nobody. And and frankly, there's no way to know all the things. The things change all the time. Mm -hmm. And and frankly, if you get to a place where you're like, I know all the things, shut shut the door. (laughs) Do not be a knower. I love Brene Brown always says, don't be a knower, be a learner. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's very important to understand that there are so many nuances and particularly in patient care, right? We talk about like in patient care, the patient's the expert about them. Like I might be the expert about dentistry, but I don't, I'm not the expert about them. I don't understand them. And and so understanding that there is no way, no matter what, no matter what mountain you want to climb, there is no way to know all the things. Mm-hmm. And, and This is why we were created in the world with different gifts and different strengths, because we have to live in community with one another. Mm. And so we need other people. So when you bring everybody together, all the things might actually be there. Mm -hmm. I know that we talked at the do conference, one of the big takeaways, I think we all took away every single one of us took away. I think it's a mantra now stuck in each one of our heads is the answer is in the room. Mm-hmm. And in that room of just amazing people that know different things, but not all the things, right? Somebody, or maybe it was five degrees away, two degrees away, knew somebody that knew something about something, the thing that you needed. Yes. And so that's why you can't live in your own little bubble, in your own little world, mm-hmm. in your own thing and be like, I got it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been a hard lesson for me because I, like all of my strengths in Clifton Trank, like all the top five are all other focused. Mm-hmm. How can I serve others? How can I be with others? How can I impact others? And so I never really want anybody to pour back. Mm. But I've had to learn that in order to be fulfilled and in order to get what I need and in order to survive in this world that you have to, you, as much as you pour out, you have to let it come back in too. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like squeezing the sponge, you know, it stops being effective at cleaning until it absorbs more water. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that you say that you bring that up because I think this is, this is an epidemic with high achievers Yeah, because we're put in these positions where we are supposed to know it all. We have to perform it on a test. We have to perform it on a practical. We have to perform, we have to show that we know it all. Yeah. And so to step back and admit that you don't know it all is really scary. Yes. Because what are people going to say? Right. But you know what people are going to say? They're going to feel better first off about themselves. <laughs> They're going to say, thank God, because I don't know it all either. Right. Oh, really? And then they'll be like, hey, I know this. And then somebody else will be like, hey, and I know this and I know this. And and then that's, I mean, that's the magic. That's the magic. That's when amazing things are created. People, things don't happen in this little vacuum of, of, you know, a a, a oneness. It it is definitely a a togetherness. 
mm-hmm. that that things evolve and things tweak and things get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think, and particularly if you if you have like this dream or this thought or this something, and you're waiting until you know all the things. Going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> Just get started. You'll learn it along the way. Oh my gosh. How many things have I learned along the way? Well, you know, if you could think of one thing that that you started not knowing all the things and that you are so thankful you started, what what would be one thing that you could give us an example? You know, I just think I think starting out in 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 my career in dental hygiene, I I showed up at that first office. I lucked out, and the first office that I ended up at is this amazing office, and, and he and I are still amazing friends. And I go back and and help there sometimes, and I consult and. But he was a super high-end dentist and I showed up brand new grad. And anyway, he and I personality-wise just clicked, right? But I didn't, oh my gosh, he was showing me things and I'm like, oh, I don't know those things. Oh, no. <laughs> but in but by sitting in that space and just absorbing the learning, it really taught me how to become just so passionate about learning. Mm. Um, that not knowing wasn't a bad thing. Not knowing was an opportunity to learn. Mm. And, and, and nobody likes a know-it-all. Do you, I mean, you talk to those people and you're like. Yeah. End conversation. Yes. That's great. I love this. That's not what we like. We like somebody who's like, I don't know, maybe this, or what do you think about this? Or, you know, what's been your experience? And that's so much more fun Mm. uh, to have that kind of collaborative experience. Mm, and we definitely have had that in dentistry. I mean, I think we have that in everything. I mean, think about anything that you learned how to do. Think about the first time you drove a car. <laughs> I remember like smacking on the brake and we're like, <laughs> like all over the place, right? Now you're just like, yeah, you know, tool on down the road. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't wait till I knew all the things mm-hmm. before I got behind the wheel. You know, you started off slow in the mm-hmm. parking lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and interestingly enough, but giving other people space to try and start things without knowing all the things. Like when you say that driving thing, it makes me think of my daughter when she got her license and I knew she wasn't, she wasn't ready. Yeah. (laughs) But how else do you learn if you don't get out there and just do it? Absolutely. (sighs) So yeah. And encouraging our, our friends that are learning. It's, that's been fun as I've morphed into kind of speaking and writing, um, and not really knowing what I was doing with either one, like each thing I've done in the past, like five years has been like, there's this voice in my head that has said, Amanda, you don't know what you're doing. And thank goodness. I have been like, shut up. We'll figure it out. And we just push on. And so it's been fun to go from, okay, I have no idea how to write, or I have no idea how to speak to now people come to me and they're like, Hey, can you help me? And I'd be like, you know what? I can, I remember what that was to start off and not know and, and I still look to other speakers or other writers that I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Or man, you make the best slides ever. Like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you just keep, you just keep growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wants to be a stinky sponge? Yeah. And, well, and I love the the encouragement because encouraging others to get that, that bug of curiosity and joy of learning and, and what you brought up too, like, you know, maybe what we maybe we want to not learn anymore because we're not inspired by the right things. Yes, absolutely. So getting curious as to what does 
bring up that desire to learn in me. And that's where the self part comes in. That's where I'm like, you have to be curious about yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself those hard questions. I mean, those ones where you like, you sit and you journal, like that was my journal this morning. Like I sit, you know, every morning and I, I have these little sheets that I make up. I'll show you a blank one. Like, so I write my, my date, my affirmations and my gratitudes and my to-do list. And then on the back, I have a journal and then I put it all in like a three-week binder, but to sit and like journal about, and literally my journal today was, what do I want my future life to look like? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it, and it's kind of a hard question and you just start like writing. And I used to think journaling was kind of dumb. I don't know. And oh my gosh, it is amazing. When you start writing, your, your brain just starts going. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that about me. It's very weird. So if you've never done that, I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. You know, that's funny that you say that because I, I used to think journaling was kind of like a waste of time, you know, never. like I got to be doing something, but you're right. It's so, it, it's really beneficial. Yeah. And I admire those people that have journaled their whole lives and they have their journals and they like catalog them. They can look back and I'm just like, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, you couldn't have convinced like six-year-old me to do that. I've been like, I know. Yeah. I know. It took a long time. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So in, in your journaling today, um, what are you curious about learning in 2023? You know, in 2023, I am super curious to figure out what, what my path looks like when I am solely in charge of it. Oh, so really tapping into what are the things that I love and I want to do not, not thinking like, okay, how can I make this much money or how can I do this and this and this, but instead shifting my thought. And that's really what I was working on today was shifting away from answering the question of what I want to do to today's journal was really about what do I want my life to look like? in 2023. Vanessa Emerson is the one that made me do this, by the way. <laughs> Give credit where credit's due. So, uh, so yeah. So what do I want 2023 to look, what, what do I want my life to feel like? That was, that was it. Not like, so I want to be booked at five shows and I want to write 20 articles. No, not that. What do I want life to feel like? Like what does ideal life look like for me? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I realized that it had a lot to do with taking off more time to, to embrace my kids while they were still in this space where they were still embraceable. Not that they won't be as, you know, but you know, but they're 23 and 21, one's about to get married at 21 and 18. And so they're definitely like, you know, they're all out of the house. And so how do I then have time to like head off and do parents weekend and not be overbooked. And so really I decided like, that's, that's, so I'm curious enough now about myself to understand that that's where I need to be. And that's where my priorities are. And I believe that the other things are going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it makes sense because when you're in that space of that happy space, like, you know, we, we all know this when you feel happy, when you feel like everything's glowing, everything just falls into place. It's when you're feeling prickly, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling all those things that it's just like all the, the more dark clouds come and you're right? just like, seriously. Right? Yeah. I mean, we all have that friend who you're like, wait, that happened to you again. And now this happened and this, and you're like, what is up with your life? Like, how do these bad things keep happening to you? And, and I know you're not bringing them on, but what is that? And so you do, I mean, you, it's like, 
it's like the cork and the flow that we talked about it do. And it's really like that cork floating in the water in the middle of, you know, the stream or the river, instead of getting into the banks and getting all like bunged up and caught up. And, and I think that, I think that by making a goal that says, I'm going to speak five times and I'm going to write 20 articles or whatever, that's me stuck over in the bank, like stuck in the muck and the mire. And I'm not flowing with my life, which is where I need to be flowing. So that was, yeah, that was my curiosity journey today. Mm, that's great. That's, I love that. And that's great advice for anyone that's really looking ahead at 2023. Um, so um, one thing I know that you are super curious about and love learning and helping other people learn about is dental water lines. Is, I know. I'm the waterline warrior. I have a cape in everything. I love it. You made me a cape. So that was my, somehow I stumbled into lecturing and that was my first lecture topic. Um, And it all happened because I was curious about it. Like I heard about an infection course. I went to my office. We weren't taking care of our dental unit water lines. And so I started doing it. I learned, like I got super curious and I became a learner. And then all of a sudden I learned quickly as I told other people about it, that they didn't know anything about it. And I was like, oh, well, I can help then. And, and I'm super passionate about it because this is one thing that we can do to literally save lives. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but the CDC just put out a, a health advisory network and, and, and they don't do that for very often. And they, they don't do it for dental. I don't know since when, but this is very specific to dental unit water lines because we had our third case in the U.S. of a grouping of children that were affected by contaminated dental unit water lines. So it's over the 500 colony forming units that safe EPA drinking water. And, and all you have to do is treat and test your water, but people get really confused. It's confusing. You know, it can be hard. There's lots of products. Your rep tells you one thing, you see something else on another thing, it gets confusing. You don't know what to do. And so that's one of my favorite things to help people figure out how to do it. And it's kind of this fun science experiment too. Like you get to grow spores and test water and count colony forming units. And then you get to shock the lines and you'd be like, look, I passed. I did that. Like, I'm so cool. And so I don't know. Sometimes I feel like in dentistry, you never finish, you know, you have a patient, but do you ever finish? Mm -hmm. Right. And so with water lines, it's something that I can be like, look, we did it. You know, you'd have a high five and be like, yeah, now you're not finished because you still have to keep doing it. But well, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I I think you're so right. I think so many people are confused and there is so much information out there. And um, so I think it's really critical to find somebody that, that can help you, that knows and gives you a system and that somebody then in your office takes control of it and follows, follows that system and then knows what to do when the system isn't working doesn't work again because biofilms beast it'll come back it'll get you mm-hmm. and you just turn on your protocols again but it's it's a neat I think it's an empowering thing to give somebody charge of because you can be like you can literally save lives think of your grandma think of your children think of I mean think of those people coming in the office and and you are making a difference yeah so yeah, yeah. Mm, that's so good so all right so how do people find you? Like, you know, you lecture on water lines, you help people with ergonomics. Um, you, you have, don't you have a, an awesome keynote on curiosity? I do have a keynote on curiosity. Yes. 
All right. So how would somebody get a hold of you if they were interested in working with you or having you come speak? What would, how would they get? The best way is probably to email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is amandahillrdh.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at Amanda Hill RDH or Instagram at Amanda Hill RDH. Kind of a theme, right? That's a great, easy theme. Yeah. Awesome. Easy Thank theme. you. Yeah. yeah. We'll make sure and keep all that in the show notes and links to all of that. So it's easy for you guys if you're curious. But um, yeah, those... yeah, exactly. I know <laughs> you got me on the curious role. Yeah, right? It's so good. Yes. All right. So we have just a few questions that we ask all of our guests, mint door questions. And the first one is that um, when Karen and I were dreaming up the mint door, the the color of the door was really important to us and it had a significance. So um, I'm curious if you were to pick a color of door for your uh, virtual home, so to speak, what would it be and why? So my color door would be yellow. And funny enough, if you just heard my dog bark, her name is yellow. Oh. Is really- <laughs> and we named her yellow because yellow is a happy and inviting color. It's the color of the sun. It's the color of warmth. It's yeah. To me, it's just like, it's just goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So a door to me would be yellow, bright yellow that would just welcome everybody in like its own little ray of sunshine, even on a cloudy day. Mm, I love that. I love that your dog's name is yellow. Yeah. How cute. Is she a yellow lab? (laughs) She's actually a red lab, which is funny. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. That's adorable. All right. Um, If you think back uh, to one thing that happened to you that at the time was challenging, but you look back now and you're super thankful for it, what would it be? Um, So when I was in college, my apartment burned down. Um, huge fire and lost just about everything in my apartment. Um, and it's super stressful time, right? I mean, just horrible. I was um, a junior in college. and But from that, and a series of other things happened after that. My apartment burned down. My car got hit three times. The front end of my car got crushed three times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? It was just a bad time. So I actually sort of at that point said, I think I need to start going back to church. You know, I was 20 and... I had to go back to church and I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out like how to deal with this ball of stress that's in my belly. And, and, and funny enough, as, as, as the universe, as God would have it, that first Sunday back at church, I saw my husband for the first time. Um, but what I learned in that whole process was really how to let things go. And so I used to like have trouble with like IBS and stress and and all those kind of things. And after it, things got so bad, like we had the the fire and I had the three, you know, car wrecks and there was more. And I learned that I can only control so many things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I learned how to kind of let things go. And to me, that has served me for the rest of my life. Cause you know, stressful things have happened. I, you know, I have three kids and a husband that just retired from the Navy and all of those things, but really understanding that there's nothing like a deep breath mm. and there's nothing like just kind of going, okay, what can I control here? And just dealing with what you can control and letting the other things go. And those have been just that to me is a lifelong lesson that came out of something that was horrible, right? I mean, this huge house fire, but really the biggest blessing ever. I mean, I met my husband because of it, but, um, but I also just think it saved my life. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, that's profound. 
Yeah. For sharing that with us. Sure. Oh, I love that. And how cool that you met your husband that way. I know, right? Yes. Yep. Went to church and there he was. He likes to tell people he caught me stealing money out of the offering plate and I had to go on a date with him. (laughs) Is that the truth? (laughs) Not stealing money out of the offering plate. (laughs) Funny enough, I put on a dress and it had a name tag on the butt because I had used it as sorority formal. And so like I was at church with my name on my butt. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great yeah. I, yeah. I love it awesome all right um last question as high achievers we often just get so busy with goals and what's the next step and what's the next check that we need to check off yes um that we sometimes forget what brings us joy mm-hmm. so what is one simple thing that brings you joy? You know, I think I, I should, there's all these answers that I should say, like I should say, oh, it's my family or, oh, it's, you know, sitting on, but I have to say one of the things that brings me joy is every morning I kind of have this little morning routine and I get up and I come to my office and I close the door and I just spend a little bit of quiet time. And that's when I do reading and that's when I do journaling. But I got to tell you, the joy that comes from just sitting into myself mm. and sort of just taking some time to pray and meditate and, and just and just get centered in my day, get centered in my life, because you're so right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when you just started talking, I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I that's it. Like, there's always these things and there's always like more to do. But but to find a lot of joy in really just pausing Mm. and getting to your center of yourself, being curious about yourself Mm -hmm. Um, because we can lose ourselves in all of the things, Mm -hmm. all of the opportunity and all of the busyness. It's all great, but you can lose yourself and forget, forget where your, where your little cork should flow. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and end up, just in the banks and in the weeds and doing all the things that keeps you busy. Like you finished your day and you're busy, mm-hmm. but you do feed your joy. And so having that time in the morning to really focus into my joy can help me get refocused in the middle of the day when I lose it. Mm, that's <laughs> Well, right. Right. I know. Right. We, I mean, no one stays in the flow. We all get in the muck. We do. Yes. And so I think that's a great advice. Like, you know, being aware that you're in the muck, Yes. Yes. And knowing what you got to do to get back in the flow. Right. Right. And so it's just a matter of how long do you stay in the muck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're right. We're all going to get in the muck. Don't pretend like you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but how long do you stay in the muck? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think the more you practice that centering time, the faster you get yourself out of the muck. Mm-hmm. And then when you're out of the muck, you can get curious and learn more. Exactly. And sometimes you can fish other people out of the muck too. Oh, beautiful. Love it. Oh, you know, this has been a joy. I love talking to you. I, feel I absolutely fun. love being in your presence. We got to meet in real life at do. That was phenomenal. So fun. Yeah. Yes. And so is there any other message or anything else you'd like to um, give out to our listeners today before we wrap up? I would say my biggest message is when we are curious, we are the kindest and doesn't the whole world just need a little bit more kindness right now it sure does so let's just go into 23 being like 
curiously kind mm-hmm. and just spread that thing around like you uh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. That is a perfect spot. Yeah. Love it. Aw. All right, everyone, make sure and check out all the links. Find Amanda. She will um, make your day. So uh, thank you so much again for spending some time with us. And we'll see you all later on the next edition of the Mentor Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.